and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, podcast by a group of friends with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by a fellow son of Romulus, Justin. Oh wow, I don't, I did not prepare anything, so I'm Adam. I clearly didn't prepare anything either because I could have said Romans or senators or something, but I just didn't. Yeah, I'm Minerva's disciple, Ooh. Adam. Yeah. Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. This is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them for a bit. And today we are talking about one of Adam's new uh, arrivals. I think it came in a two-ton truck. Uh, a big well. burly man had to hoist it down from a from a truck bed and like hand it like hand it to him very gingerly so that Adam didn't like break his back. We're it's, talking it's about big. We're talking about Foundations of Rome, a game where it puts you in the role of an architect trying to build Rome. Adam, do you have the uh, the box? You can read us some some uh, sweet sweet promotional material, or am I just reading it off the description? Because I would read it off the description. <laughs> you can't get it up the stairs because it. You're that's right. I need to. I need to go get a dolly and your stairway's too narrow. <laughs> that's right. Develop a lift plan. That's right. We need. I haven't got the hydraulics in my house yet. Get to the uh, pulley out the window so that you can hoist <laughs> it up to the second floor of your building. Yeah. Correct. The city building board game Foundations of Rome puts you in the role of an architect competing to own land and build magnificent structures. Build fucking why build domus and insulae foundations foundries and more to increase your renown gaining glory for yourself and the empire with 96 wonderfully detailed miniatures in the base game foundations of rome is a testament to the glory of rome that you can bring to the table foundations of rome is the next and biggest game to date in the dice tower essentials line and is designed by famed designer emerson matsuuchi sorry if i butchered your name on a player's turn they select from purchasing a new lot, building a new building in the shared city of Rome, or collecting income. Players collect glory points at the end of each round based on the population and commerce they have brought to the city, as well as gaining glory for civic buildings that score not only based on their own buildings, but those of their opponents. With a quick setup time and easy-to-learn rules, you'll be on your way to achieving glory within Rome in no time. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like there's like four puns in there that were not intended, and I'm not entirely sure. Some of it just sounded really weird. Hey, you always intend puns. Achieving glory within Rome in no time. It's, such a, it's fine. I'm going to cut that part out where I bitch about this. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Foundations of Rome is a, uh, uh blinged out, uh, Kickstarter style game that Adam, uh, you, you picked this up in what, two years ago? Two years ago. So just before the pandemic or just at the start of the pandemic, I guess. So I got it. The, the interesting, the interesting takeaway from this is that my shipping was $30, um, for a 21 pound game. It's pretty uh, good. Well, it's a, talk talk to anybody who backed Simon's Marvel Zombies about whether or not it was good. Yeah, I think I, I think we had a bit of an offline discussion about that, and it was pretty heinous how much people were getting charged for uh, for what they got. If you'd got the two wave shipping, and I know that this is a hot button issue, and I'm going to try to like keep this as concise as possible, but if you just if you chose to have the two wave shipping, you got the core box only the core box and it was fifty dollars to ship just that and then you got all your other extra fiddledy bits which of course you know simon is known to have quite a few stretch goals etc etc um for some scaling amount based on whatever your pledge level was craziness that's what i'm trying to say it's insane 
So, I mean, given that this was a bargain at you paid, what, 250 bucks for the for the Kickstarter, I'm guessing? Uh, with shipping included, it's probably somewhere in there, yeah. All right, yeah. Anyway, this is, yeah, it's a big, big game that, uh, you know, didn't didn't cost Adam an arm and a leg to get to him. And it arrived, and he, he brought it over, he lugged it over to my house, and we played it in person. Oh, it was glorious, because there's all these, like, little, little things you can play with. It's got cool buildings. It's got, like, your, uh, like, four bakeries. All there's the bakery. bakeries everywhere. Yes. yes. All those insulin. Yeah, it's all, yeah, all the do- domus, all the domuses, um, Domicile? you've got, uh, you've got foundries and all sorts of stuff. And you can see, uh, it's all laid out nicely in this little tray. Um, you've got sort of your, the buildings are divided into different types. So across the top, you've sort of got your civic buildings and those are buildings that are going to get you points when they're next to other types of buildings. And on each of these buildings, it's going to tell you sort of what, what its conditions are. So for instance, there is one building that gets you one point for every building that's next to it, just of any type, right? There's one that gets you three points when it's next to other civic buildings. There's one that gets you points based on how many population is around it, that sort of thing. Um, you've also got currency buildings. So these are the economic ones. These ones will generally help you get money when you take income. There's ones that uh, give you population. Um, and these are the ones that will help increase your, your population total, which is generally very good for scoring points. Additionally, in the tray, there is these uh, these big tokens that are used to uh, denote where you have uh, purchased lots on the map of Rome. Uh, the map of Rome is divided into rows and columns, so it's just a straight-up grid. On one side is the ABCs, and on the other side is the 1-2-3s, so that you, anytime you are buying lots, you're going to see a card, and it's going to say, like, C3. And so when you buy that, you're going to take one of these big tokens, and you're going to stick it down on, on wherever it is, so in this case, C3, and that tells everybody that this is my my land to do with as I please. Back off, or I'll send you to the dungeons or whatever. Also, uh, above that little stack of, of tokens is even smaller smaller tokens that you can use for when you get into stuff like the uh, the uh, monuments, which is a... I'm not sure if everybody's going to get this if you bought this late, or if you're buying this at retail. I don't know if you're going to get the monuments expansion, or if that's something that they're going to give out later, but it's one thing that came in this giganto box that Adam brought over, and it's just something that adds a little bit of, uh, a little bit of spice after you're done playing the base game for a few times. But uh, the way this game works is that there are three rounds called eras, era one, era two, era three, um, and they will have uh, their own little stack of cards, which will be these lot cards that are laid out in a, in a, in a, what do you call it, as a train? I'm going to, what do you call that thing where you lay out a bunch of cards? Like Like a tableau. Tableau or, well, it's kind of a moving auction. Yeah, so it's one of these like sliding scales where um, the thing on the left costs you like two Roman coins, and then the one next to that is three, and you go up and up and up until uh, I think the sixth card is. Is there six or eight cards? Uh, two, three, four, six, eight, ten. Six cards. Oh. <laughs> that was a weird way. Okay, you remember oh, the values. The, Those are you the remember values. the values yeah. and worked backwards. Yeah, so they go all the way up to ten coins. So you go from like pretty cheap to pretty goddamn expensive pretty quick. 
So the way the game is set up is that you're going to take some of these cards off the uh, at, at the beginning and you're going to deal them out to every player. And every player is going to get six cards and they're going to be able to start off with a bunch of lots. Uh, the rest of the cards are going to get divided into errors one, two, and three as evenly as you can. And then you're going to start arrow one by dealing out a bunch of cards into this like auction, right? Um, then you figure out who starts and then whoever, whoever's turn it is, uh, you get one of three actions as mentioned in the, in the description. Uh, the two simplest and most boringest ones, unless you like money are take income, which is like you get five coins plus however many coins are on buildings you've put out. There is buying lots, which is you pay the amount of money that is above one of the cards. You take the card and you put out a token. This has one condition in that you have to have a token available to put down. So if you've just been hanging around buying up a bunch of land, that's a no-no in Caesar's book or Romulus or whoever the fuck's running this town. And they they don't like it when you just snap up all the stuff. They want to see some progress. So if you don't have any of the tokens to put down, you can't buy cards from the lot, right? The next thing you can do is you can... Uh, Put down a building. So uh, the way this works is that if you can imagine that you've got like, I don't know, let's just say that you have one lot off in the middle of nowhere that you want to turn into a bakery. Uh, the bakery is one square wide. You have one square. You take the bakery. You put it on the lot. You take your token back into your supply. Boom. You've made a bakery. Doesn't cost you anything. Nothing like that. Now imagine if you have a spot that has two of these of these things that are adjacent to each other. You can grab one of your two size buildings and plonk it down there. Maybe it's the one that gets you a coin and a point or something like that. In this way, you can start to put down buildings onto your or onto onto the map of Rome and slowly build up your stuff. Um, one of the things you can also do is that if, let's say, you've put down a, a two size building and then you've also just bought a uh, a lot that is uh, next to that two size building, you can also upgrade that two size building into a three size building, taking away the old two size building and putting in the new three size building. Um, so, like, it, it's a little wonky to explain. But basically, if you already have a building, you can just consider those those um, the lots that it takes up as still being able to be built over in any way that you want, as long as whatever you're building over it is bigger. So you can have like a three sized, a three by one building, you know, taking up a little bit of space there. And if you're able to, you can put your two by two building over top of that and sort of just take the, you know, put the lot counter back down wherever the little tail was that you used to have hanging off. But as long as you're going from like a three, a three square size thing to like a four square size thing. Um, in this way, you can maneuver yourself from having like a shitty little bakery into having, you know, the Coliseum as you go throughout the game. Play until everyone has purchased all of the lot cards for that era. Um, then you score a bunch. Then you move on to the next era. You just keep doing this until you're done era three. And then you score a bunch more points. And that's basically the end of the game. Um, the way scoring works is that you get uh, points from buildings that just have points on them. So if it says get two points, you just get two points. Um, if it says that uh, if it has the population marker on it, you get uh, the total of however much you've uh, you've accumulated in terms of population if you are the f- person furthest along. So if I'm at nine, Adam's at four, and Justin's at one, I will get nine points because I have nine plus some kind of bonus depending on the era. Um, and I will so I will get to, I think in the first era it's like four points. So I'll get th- thirteen points just for having nine population. Everybody else gets 
whatever the person in front of them is in terms of points. So even though Adam only has four population, he'll still get nine points because I'm at nine. Justin, being at one point for a population, will get four points because Adam is at four. Now, you still have to have at least one population, I think, to be able to get this, but it is kind of interesting that if you see someone just like way the fuck out in front in terms of population, you can just be like, well, maybe I'll just sit here with one and just soak up some free points that I don't really I'm never going to catch this guy. So whatever. Um, Finally, there are the civic buildings, which again, will just get you points based on what is around them. And that changes depending on the buildings. And there's not too many of them to go over, but I'm sure we'll get to it as we go through. And, you know, they're not that hard to understand. So yeah, that's essentially how you play Foundations of Rome is that you decide whether you want to get income, buy another lot, or put a building down. And you do this until, until the game's over. So yeah, that's basically it uh did i miss anything no um i mean there's there's a bunch of modules that you can play with which are like little mini expansions but uh we only played with the monuments one which is the the quote-unquote biggest one i suppose um each one can be added or not depending on your your flavor how spicy you want to be uh but yeah that's that's it that's that's for another show when we talk about all the different many different modules yeah and when you're and when you're looking at the the building so they range from so in the base game they range from just being like a one one square building uh to like a two by one and then there's like three by ones but there's also three three by ones that are you know they're like like an l they're like a a mount like they're a growing tetris piece sort of like they're they're almost there <laughs> but they don't quite take up enough there's a four by ones and then there's also the two by twos so you're basically just like going around trying to like take lots that will get you to be able to execute on your the strategy that you want to do so you know one game i was like well i'm gonna try population and so i was you know trying to grab lots that would let me uh go from having not very much to being able to like put down my four by one or my two by two or whatever. What was that thing that I built? The, the, one of the monuments was like the Regia, the Regia, the Regia, which nine population all by itself. I was very sad when you got that. Yeah. And that was one of the, that was one of the fun things about the monuments is that they sort of buck the trend of this whole, like, Oh, you know, like they stop it being two by twos. And it was like, this Regia was, a two by three. So you had to have six lots sort of sitting vaguely near each other for it to work. There was also the temple of Minerva, which was uh, like a, a U shape thing, which was pretty fun to try to maneuver into your strategy. Um, yeah. And it seemed like there was a few other like weird looking ones, but for the most part, they're all just like, you know, either bigger or slightly weirder looking, or they just have a little bit of a, uh, a uh, requirement on them to be able to buy. So uh, that's kind of a little taste of what you can get into when you're getting into the, uh, the monuments thing. But yeah, the game is just pretty fun. Just like grabbing lots and putting stuff down and sort of just keeping half an eye on your friends and seeing when they're, they look like they're about to get, you know, a line of four together, but you have enough money to buy this thing now and just stick some, just stick a fucking bakery just right in the middle of it and just watch them watch them die in their eyes just the worst it's good just the worst it's just so funny when that happens at this beautiful temple of minerva and then some squatter sitting like right in the courtyard hey my boys were there first all right that was was beautiful no no it's not beautiful beautiful what the hell you're talking about beautiful (laughs) 
<laughs> There's nothing beautiful about it, thank you. <laughs> Claire is Temple of Minerva and just like some shack sitting in between the little little outstretched arms of Minerva and just some some dude's cottage like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, you sure you guys got the right zoning? Absolutely terrible. I was very sad. So this was low density. <laughs> yeah. What's Romulus thinking? <laughs> yeah, fun fun little game. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as interesting as it is because like the, you know, the the explanation on how to play is pretty dead simple, right? Like you either get yeah. some money or you get a card or you put a building down. And I was like, "Okay, well, I don't really other than it coming in a in a package that's like bigger than some 2-year-olds, right? Like it's not really, you know, it didn't really seem like there was too much going on, uh, despite the very nicely, you know, out, outlined, uh, you know, boxes and everything being in nice trays and like the things you can play with and the minis are really nice. I was like, okay, well, maybe this is just going to be one of these ones where, you know, the gameplay is okay, but everything else is really, really nice. And that kind of might make up for it. Mm. I was pleasantly surprised with how much depth what there there seemed to be in terms of just like strategies that you can go for, opportunities to try to like, you know, gamble on whether you're going to wait for that thing that you need for like one more turn so you don't have to pay through the teeth for it. But also knowing that your friends are sitting there waiting to just like, you know, plonk a shelter of tents in the middle of your beautiful commercial district. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how much depth there was in this. The, the auction kind of phase was probably the most interesting is, yeah, it was just, it was always kind of looking at what's, what's coming up, what everyone else is kind of going for, and then trying to like weigh whether it's worth buying that property in the middle of, you know, Adam's growing territory, uh, (laughs) even though you might not ever really be able to use it, but you know, it would stop Adam from putting down that, that big old building. So uh, maybe, maybe it is worth it now that I think about it. Uh, and, and or, you know, also balancing whether like, ah, but there's a nice cheap property right here that I, I need. So, you know, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a fun little risk reward sort of thing going on. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed that part. That and all the, the pretty buildings. I mean, the pretty buildings were nice. Indeed. This is, um, this is kind of what I think Kickstarter has become is just like, a way for board game designers and and production companies to put out like the blingiest of things uh and 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 that's fine because i mean it's it's one of those situations where people will absolutely pay with their wallets and 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 voice their opinions via whether or not they're going to uh they're going to fund your your Kickstarter, you, you know, when you offer them 20 pounds of of really gorgeous buildings with a with a, a nice dipped patina. Yeah, it, it feels like one of those sort of overproduced Kickstarters that probably would never survive on regular retail stores mm-hmm. because of its sort of overproduced nature. Like, it's very beautiful. But if you're just walking across it from a store... You know, I'd probably be like, <laughs> "Ooh, no!" Right? Just a little. It's a little too much, yeah. right? Like a little, little too expensive kind of thing. Uh, now, I mean, we we seem to have some like conflicting info on whether or not um, it is going to be in retail. Like, I I noticed on the on Arcane Wonders website that they, um, you know, had mentioned that oh, this is pre-sale only and and yada yada yada. So it's it's like yet to be seen whether whether um this is go- actually going to hit retail shelves and mm. i mean again based on the 
based on what I can only imagine the production, the final production cost ended up being. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't really say I hold it against them for not putting it into retail. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's also, I mean, they're probably working to fulfill all the backer pledges first. Um, and sure. then, you know, with it, with all the, the, everything kind of being backed up in the ports and, you know, costs escalating, I imagine they might be just waiting, uh, before they, you know, send in another order at the factory to get some more being made. Um, well, I mean, it's going to, it's going to take that factory long enough to make all those four foot tall Galactuses for Simon. Uh, too true. And uh, well, there was a there was a merchant like a retailer deposit on the Kickstarter pledge, um, right? Which I think was a minimum of four copies that you would kind of put a down payment on, and then they uh, they fulfill the order later. It says contact us for more details. So I imagine sure. that that would probably be their initial uh, foyer, for, not foyer. <laughs> Like yeah, their uh, initial offering yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, uh, into, uh, Jesus, uh, words, words are hard. Yes, not foyer. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, the front vestibule. <laughs> the initial- <laughs> in, into sort of retail. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to say exactly. I guess know. at the end of the day, like the, the point is, is that this is going to be one of those games that is not easy to get your hands on. At least for the time being. Always oh, eBay. Sure. But I, I mean, there's still only X number of copies out there in the world. And uh, yeah, I can't. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh, at, at the end of the day. I mean, I'm I'm super thrilled with my copy um, that I, I think that this, like, first of all, again, the game is gorgeous. The production value is is through the roof. Arcane Wonders has really done a very good job um, just kind of taking it over the top. Mm hmm. Which is which is honest to God what it is like. Does it need all of the production value that it has in it? No, absolutely not. It it needs like twenty percent of the production value that that has been put into this thing. But am I happy that it has all the production value that is in it? Yes, <laughs> because I am that sort of gamer. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't want to uh, belittle it or its price point. Um, I mean, you no, do you do get. I do think you kind of get what you pay for with this. And uh, like the production value, it's, it's a really beautiful looking game. And I mean, I do think that having those fancy 3D buildings and stuff adds a certain, you know, a certain quality to uh, the experience that uh, you wouldn't get if you were just doing a straight cardboard mat with little cardboard uh, buildings. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have the same table presence at all. Yeah, I mean, especially like once you're done playing the game, it's kind of cool to sort of just look at the 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 city that you and your friends have built over the last like hour or whatever. It looks you know, like oh look over here you can see the commercial district over here and look there's that one like random plot of land that Tom took for no reason other than to <laughs> fuck me over. Uh, yes, there's yes. that little spite land that he could have built yeah. on. <laughs> he had the chance. But he just didn't. I, I just thought it would go around. I was like, we can go around the table one more time. I'll buy it. It'll be great. And then when it came around the table that one more time, it was not there. No. It was sold that. to some miscreant who was bringing down the property value of everything around it. <laughs> Listen, I just didn't think a foundry would go well in that territory. So I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy this and save Adam the trouble. <laughs> that was awful. 
Absolutely terrible. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, Kickstarter complications and price point aside, like very, very nice game. Um, you know, again, I was pleasantly surprised with how fun it was. Um, mm. I don't know how much of that was the miniatures. Like you say, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it quite as much if it was just like slidey chits all over the place. Yeah. Or if we did it online. I don't think it would uh, have yeah, the I same. Don't, yeah, I don't know. It would not be the same experience. Yeah, for sure. Which is which is interesting, right? Like that's that's one of the things about board games is like just the tactility of everything can yeah. add quite a lot to just your overall enjoyment of of some time together, right? And I mean, it's like you said, it's cool to look at. Now I don't know if it's like. 250 bucks cool <laughs> right like that's well, you that's, know the, that's up to the buyer yeah true for adam it is but yeah like um i don't really have a lot else to say about it really yeah well i mean i think there's a reason that uh as as gamers tend to enjoy games with a lot of little toys in them you know they're just they're just fun you know it just adds a little something not that i feel the need to like justify the purchase by any stretch of the imagination i mean it's mine i have it i'm thrilled with it <laughs> the end um but but at the end of the day like I, when i was looking at the campaign and and thinking about it i was like man this is uh th- this game reminded me a lot of like the caesar series um yeah. which was a, a a video game that i used to play quite a bit as as a child um child a teenager i guess a younger a younger person and uh it, it's all just like this this city builder right like you're you're building rome all all over again just in a in a digital world and i just remember having a lot of fun playing that game and then i looked at this game and it it kind of gave me those vibes and i thought you know what yeah let's do it like i, I as a child i was always a big fan of games like sim city and and caesar and stuff like that and and don't ask me why i don't i don't have a good answer for you but it, it just it was just one of those things and i'm yeah i i knew i was going to appreciate this game and so i decided to kind of give her the business so to speak and and <laughs> go in on a on a large on a large pledge and and again i'm i'm happy i did at the end of the day it's the uh, the subtle art of creation. Yes. Okay. You mean city why people games. enjoy city builders? Yeah. Okay, sure. You're going to make something and be like, this is mine. Even if you made Main Street look like a giant dong. Yeah. <laughs> See that's the thing. I, that's the thing I like doing in these in these city builder games now. But too many of them just want me to spend a lot of time like managing sewage or whatever. Yeah, I'm just putting uh, in sewage. Who wants putting to in roundabouts deal with sewage? Everywhere, oh, man. everywhere <laughs> roundabouts. Man. You know what would make North America better? More roundabouts. <laughs> Please God, no. <laughs> we would need to teach people how to drive roundabouts better. Oof. Yeah, that's. We need to have, teach people how to drive. Period. But I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, part of the game is similar to something like, yeah, you know, Castles of Mad King Ludwig sort of, you know, with the auctioning and you're building your own thing. Absolutely. um, But with a more sort of tactile feel and a little more direct competition because you are vying for the only spot that there will ever be there. Like, that's it. There's no more... Um, because I mean, there, there are other games that do, uh, I think, um, was it Chinatown that has a sort of similar thing where you're building up Chinatown in New York. Uh, but in that one, you can, you know, sell the lots to other people. And this one, it is, this is it. This is going to be the only chance you have to buy this. If you don't have the right funds or, you know, you don't, you 
built or you have so many lots that you uh, you run out of like little claim tokens, you know, you can be in a bit of a bind if you don't prepare uh, the right way, which I, I like. I like that little strategy element of it. Um, I, again, once once again, like module based, it, there is a module that provides a similar. Oh, there is a similar feel. Yeah, it's, oh, it's called okay. trading and stealing. Um, oh. I don't know. It was it was something that that did not ship in the initial shipment, which is all I had at the time of our of our playthrough. Um, however, it uh, it actually just showed up today, <laughs> so got it now. Right. Well, that'll add some an interesting level of complication if you so desire. Um, because, yeah, otherwise, I was trying to think of sort of similar games that do this, and off the top of my head, like the only one that really came to mind was um, that Roland right we played a while back, uh, Cartographers. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you have like your your set grid, and you you fill out with your own buildings. But of course, there's less direct competition because no one else usually is plonking something down in your in your little map. Only the monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oof, the dismay! Oh, there, there we go. You can have the barbarians uh, expansion for this one, where you slowly take apart the city as the barbarians burn it down. Oh my god! The barbarians just rip apart Rome. Yeah, yeah. All those Visigoths. Oof. Ooh, look at this guy reads a book. <laughs> I do like the I do like the modulized and and I've liked it in in a lot of games is I I've always appreciated modular expansions like mm-hmm. something where if I want to play with just this one piece like just trading and and stealing I can do that if I want to play with trading and stealing and monuments I can do that if I if I want to play with the whole shooting match I can do that yeah. like it's 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 stuff like that that I really like and, and when you can kind of piece it out a little bit um it just kind of gives you a little more a little more control over getting the pieces that you really enjoy and kind of working around or otherwise just not including the pieces that maybe you don't get as much out of yeah for sure it's, it gives you a lot more sort of fine control over just what you want in that game and really replayability nice. at the end of the day oh, definitely i wouldn't mind trying that uh there's a co-op mode you said was in there yes there's a so the modules and again i'm working this off the top of my head the modules are trading and stealing um there's a solo module there's a co-op module there's uh monuments of course and oh there's uh individual powers that allow you to make the game asymmetrical um as each person kind of starts with like a different different ability and and different kind of starting funds is my understanding of it i do love me some asymmetry and uh oh and then there's then there's like the the invocation one which was kind of which that i mean that was just weird as you you like go to some temple and and Call pray to the, the gods, gods or something and yeah Mars, and then you tom has been a dick and stolen my lot minerva seriously what is this shit oh minerva <laughs> yeah i don't know the full extent of it but but there you go so there's there there is a, a plethora of different things that you can you can kind of work towards and and try out pretty cool if you ask me super cool i dig what you're laying down 
All right, on to reviews then. Uh, so uh, my reviews are generally on a uh, keep or not keep. If I had this thing in my collection, would I keep it around or would I throw it in the garbage, set it on fire, uh, along with uh, whatever, however much money this cost? Um, Foundations of Rome, uh, it was good. I liked it quite a bit. I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed it, considering you know I looked at the six-minute runtime of the How to Play video, and I was like, I this cannot possibly be as interesting as it as you know it as it as it should be um but it, it's good it's really good and i like the fact that it's you know very tactile looks good um comes with or at least adam's version comes with all these different little things that you can add uh the monuments were pretty fun all the other things sound pretty interesting so i think if i had this i'd keep it around um because it sounds like one that would have a lot of replayability and a lot of options and at the end of the day it's like fairly fairly quick like it's about a 45 minute to an hour game so it's like got a little bit of tooth to it in terms of uh, play time so it's probably good to sort of build a little bit of an evening around or whatever but it teaches really fast right like there's not a lot to go through there's not a lot of rules so it has a nice balance between like it's easy to teach but it takes a decent amount of time and there's nice little options to go about in terms of how you go about playing the game you can sort of go for a money heavy thing or just like just getting points early so there's a lot of little strategies you can do um and at the end of the day you and your friends have a good time building up rome so yeah uh i thought it was good i don't know if i can you know because we i don't know if it's out there your availability is going to be who the fuck knows and it's like two hundred dollars or a hundred and fifty dollars or whatever people are going to charge so i don't know if i can recommend you go out and get it but if it sounds like something you're interested in then i guess either wait for the next kickstarter or get in a time machine and go back <laughs> and get it when it was cheaper probably um or you know just check it out online and see if you can find somebody that will sell it to you because i'm sure that there's a decent number of retailers you know the local retailer here will typically buy you know 10 copies of the you know kickstarter bundle if they think that it's going to sell well so i'm sure that wherever you are is the same thing so probably not easy to find but you know i'm sure you can if you want to get one so on their kickstarter page i'm looking at i'm looking at my my pledge right now and i just did the i took i took the cost of the pledge plus the shipping and then converted it to canadian dollars and i uh, my, my cost ended up being ever so slightly over two hundred dollars to pick this one up for what i got which is pretty reasonable for what again for what what i was on the receiving end of mm -hmm. also there is a note right on the top of their Kickstarter campaign that says this is a Kickstarter exclusive project. It will not be sold into, into distribution if you want it pledge now. So this might be one that, uh, again, is is only for the people who were a part of the Kickstarter in one capacity or another by by like retail pledge or otherwise. So, yeah, um, I have a sneaky suspicion that it is going to become uh, hard to find. Mm hmm. At the end of the day, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they they never they weren't going to like sell it to a distributor, but I guess there's still was that's what, that's what it point. says. I mean, again, sometimes what is said, oh for sure, on a Kickstarter campaign and and what ends up actually happening. I mean, it could be different. Sometimes money talks. Correct. But as of right now, um, May of 2022, it is Kickstarter exclusive and is not going to be sold into distribution. Air quotes. So go out and. Uh, Kickstart that time machine. Yes. So, yeah, good game. Uh, good luck, Justin. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I try to stay on the keep and not keep 
scale as well. Uh, for this, I mean, I, I would definitely, had I kickstarted it, have held on to it. I think you do get some really nice components, really sort of overproduced production value for its price point. Um, the main question is whether or not that price point is worth it for you. Uh, because in the end, it is a re- it's a good game. I really enjoy playing it. Um, uh, but it's not, you know, if you were looking for something crazy, complicated, some sort of like Simon or Kingdom Death Monsters sort of thing with like a thousand different minis and super complex rules for that much money or something. Yeah, you know, it's not that, but, uh, it is a, a good, fun, fairly quick game like it's a really solid game um uh, the main thing with like would i recommend buying it i mean if you can find it is really just up to you thinking that uh it's worth it um for some people you know they don't want to spend more than 50 dollars in a board game which is fine that's not me but um if that's you, no. But uh, there's other games out there like Chaos is a Mud King, Mad King Ludwig or something like Cartographers, which might scratch a similar itch. Um, but if it's not uh, and you can find it, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You know, it's some people like spending $500 on a nice chess set. Uh, if you think it's going to hit the table, uh, it's going to look nice out there and you'll enjoy it. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I do own this, thank goodness. And um, I'm I'm thrilled with my purchase. I have zero regrets about picking it up. Um, this game, again, like I, I have a I have this this odd you know nostalgia about playing SimCity and stuff like that, and, and I, I enjoy it. I think it's great. So with that being said, um, I mean, I, I with everything, especially when you factor in like the component quality and stuff like that, I give this a nine. I think it's it's fast enough that it's it doesn't really it doesn't like overstay its welcome it uh it it has enough options and modules to keep you to keep you engaged with it um and you can assuredly find some combination of modules that really does it for you and and so yeah like i i recommend checking it out like get get after it uh if you can find one if you have one or if you know someone who has it um call them up and say hey i just listened to uh, the collapsing game shelf podcast and they played foundations of rome and now i want to play foundations of rome so let's do it and uh, hopefully they will hopefully they'll they'll bust it out and get it on the table for you it's gorgeous beautiful beautiful game all right cool cool thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode uh, if you like this kind of thing uh, you can share it around with your friends and maybe then they won't be like you were listening to who the fuck maybe they'll know maybe they'll know who we are and they'll be like yeah That's right. i love them too if you have any kind of constructive criticism, you can fire that over to collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can fire it at CGS Podcast on Twitter. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Justin, do you have anything? Well, hey, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Don't worry. You can trust me. I'll be away for a few weeks, but uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your favorite building in ancient Rome was? I'd love to know. How about you, Adam? The Temple of Minerva. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a great building. Uh, up until somebody put a slum in the middle of it. Oh, whoa. That slum, <laughs> that slum was there before you built your stupid temple. Okay, up until somebody built a built a slum on, on land that was being designated for a temple. He was trying to gentrify the area. Yeah, you're trying to drive my people out by raising property values. The fuck out of here. <laughs>
Uh, if you're if you're looking for me, however, you can catch me on social media at For the Win F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch Debbie and I on Facebook, uh, FTW Barbecue and Bakery. Uh, we're doing barbecue Texas style every long weekend here in Calgary. So um, check us out. We're on Facebook and uh, get some good food. You can also catch Debbie if you're looking for her. Send her some some well wishes as she works her way through this like crazy course that she's on uh, at Mrs. Wynn. That's M R S W H Y N. She would love uh, she would love again some any any sort of like words of support or anything that you guys happen to uh, feel like sending over. It would be well received. All right, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, things are going to be a little weird because Justin's away, and we got like a holiday coming up here, and a couple other things. So, might be a little a little bit of a break for us, uh, but we'll be back at you in a few weeks and uh, with with something fun. I hope. Uh, so, oh well, I could have turned this into my usual thing, but I didn't. I I messed it up by trying to provide information, Wait, and so at the end of this, see you next time. I'm just going to say bye, and thanks for listening. Catch you next time, board gamers.